I think I'm good. I heard a click. There I am. See, the, the key to the key to successful podcasting is turning on the microphone. <laughs> yep. You turn on the microphone and then you talk into it and people hear you and understand you and let me put my phone on airplane mode. Boom. Alright, there you go. Yeah. See, it's not just enough to talk into the microphone. Turning it on is a key first step. Yeah, well, I don't know what mic you have, but mine has like a button on the front, and it's very easy to have it on mute. <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, uh, Yeti, a blue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have. I think most people have that one. <laughs> yeah, I got it on sale for Amazon. I think actually, no, it was um the uh, not Christmas, um, Black Friday this year. Oh. It was like fifty bucks off or something. I don't know. It ended up being like seventy bucks. So it was a little bit more to ship it to Japan, but um. Mm. No, it works out pretty well. It uh, it's a nice little thing, but yeah, it has that big. Which actually, that button doesn't always work. I don't know if mine's busted <laughs> or if it's crap or, like, you have to like really smack that button pretty good, and like, it, there's a little delay bef- right before like it stops either blinking or it goes into the blinking mode, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it, it's a red that red light that shows it's on, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not like. When it's muted, it blinks. So you have a blinking light, but there's that little half a second delay before it starts blinking. It's like, is it off? Is it not off? <laughs> like, the amount of times I've probably, like, given my uh, poor Twitch stream, a, uh, the sound of urine hitting a toilet is probably far too... Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always afraid of that. I'm like, All right, I'm going to hit it, and I come back, and, like, I wasn't muted. Or the worst is, um, <laughs> the worst was uh, I muted it in OBS, but I was um, I was on a Discord uh, chat, <laughs> and so I went to the bathroom. I came back. I'm like, oh, sorry guys. <laughs> How are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? We didn't hear anything. I'm like, okay, at least at least you lie nicely. <laughs> so how are you doing, Anne? Ah, uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm uh, it's it's um, you in uh, Australia, man. You you're in um. You're heading into um, autumn right now, right? Yes, technically. Okay. (laughs) I say technically because here in Brisbane, you don't really feel like you get seasons. I mean, there's sort of a summer and a winter, but spring and autumn, yeah, it could be anything. It all blends together. Okay. Yeah, because it was nice this weekend. It was really nice. And then all of a sudden it got really rainy and really like that cold, humid we get in Japan. I mean, you've spent a short time mm. in Japan. So that, that that cold, humid is hitting up. Like I'm, ba- <laughs> I'm, I'm back in the snuggy again, which is which is very you know, nice. Yeah, I, I was just about to put it away, and I'm like, eh, let me see when the hell look, look at the weather, and it's yeah, it's just oh god, yeah, it's just that little that little bit of too cold. Yeah, March. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got Sakura season coming up, right? This is true. Um, I was looking at the thing. I think it's. I don't know. It's so. I mean, global warming, and you know. <laughs> but um, I mean, like it comes at such weird times. Or like, I think I think the worst one I had was like the soccer had bloomed, and like we had a scheduled thing, and we go out there, and it was like snowing. It's just like, well, this is you know, this is fucked. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, I think in the coming weeks in Osaka. It's going to be something, so I'll probably be hitting up some uh, outside drinking opportunities because that's um, mm-hmm. that's all that Sakura is really used for, as far as I know. Actually, yeah. where, where where have you gone in Japan? Where have you like you've what uh, have you studied, visited? What have you done? Uh, well, I've 
both. Okay. <laughs> the longest stay was in Nishinomiya, so Hyogo-ken. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with like Osaka, Kobe area, and okay. that was for a year I studied abroad there. Okay. Um, and I've actually studied abroad a bunch of times, but that was the longest stay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yep, so Osaka girl, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm Osaka over Tokyo. Oh, I know man. Tokyo was cool for certain things, but... No, I love, I love, I love Osaka. I, I, I just visited uh, Tokyo back in uh, November for my birthday, and like... Just one night on the train on Friday, and I'm like, oh my god, give me Osaka. It's just so... <laughs> it's so rough. Like, like... You just, like, really, like, don't even begin to, like... Like, you understand so much more about, like, all sorts of, like, like culture. Like, like what was it? Like, I... Like, I... Because all my time on Osaka, right, I kind of didn't understand the whole... I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get blue or anything, but, like, I didn't quite understand the whole, like, you know... Like, some people say, well, I don't know... Like, this is mostly women, of course, being like, I don't know if I'm being groped. I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't know if you're being groped? Like, like <laughs> there's a person behind you, and they're touching you. Like, this is... And then I was on the train, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there are, like, five women around me, and, like, I'm keeping my hands so high up in the air. I'm so scared. Because I, I totally understood it from that second. I was just like, oh, we're just, like, crammed up because they're so tight. Like, I can really understand, like, that, that total fear of, like, I don't know if someone's just, you know, being squeezed against me or if someone's trying to do something terrible to me. You know, like, yeah. like just taking the trains in Osaka, like, and they can be busy in Osaka, but there's nothing like those so Oh, my God. What was it? Oh, yeah, we went, in that, we went out and we ate pizza. We had a uh, deep dish pizza. <laughs> Which some people will say is not pizza, but um, and I ate so much. I ate so much that night, and like on the train, like I was like, oh my god, please, I can't have one more person pushing him against me because I'm gonna barf. It was oh so, god. it was so bad. Like I had no idea. I like this was. I mean, this is Shinjuku on a Friday night. Like I should have, you know, probably been a little bit more aware. But like, yeah, like you really start to understand a little bit more about Japan when you go to Tokyo. Like you can live so many places in Japan. And you can understand what Japan is and what Japan isn't by time in Tokyo. Mm. You know, have you spent much time at all in Tokyo? Uh, actually, the longest I've been was for two weeks in 2014, so okay. recently. But yeah, not super long. Right. Um, I did. I did experience a couple of crowded trains and all of that, and I definitely know what you're talking about. Because in Osaka, I never had a problem, and then in Tokyo, it's like, oh my god, it really is everybody squished up against it's you, so and, like it's so packing gross. them in, and you know, the I saw the guy trying to fit more people into the train by like shoving them, you know, and it's just totally different. <laughs> Yes, it's just it was it was such a ooh, like I was like nope I'm like I'm like looking over at my friend and I'm like I I'm gonna go back to Osaka and I'm gonna like Osaka <laughs> I'm gonna like Osaka even more now so um you uh you do a little uh event on the internet pretty much every well, how long have you been doing how, the uh the I call it the uh, game along community the uh, yeah. community community game along yep yep how uh, long have you been doing this this is the beginning of my second third full year so okay. i've done it for i've done it for two years yeah okay yeah and what's what prompted this actually it's funny i think i was chatting with some people on twitter and we were talking about how Fal falcom was underrated <laughs> you know we're like oh you so good and yes. you know everybody should play more uh you know of their rpgs and this was before like just this past year we had um 
what two of their games come out in english two yes. of their the big rpgs but that stuff wasn't coming out there really, i don't think there was anything in particular going on though it may have been an anniversary of theirs or an anniversary of one of their games i'm not okay. sure what prompted this discussion but anyway so we had this discussion and i was like you know what not much is going on in january so why don't yes. i do this thing where we all play Falcom games and that's right. what started it. And I, you know, did Falcom month as the hashtag and a lot of people got into it and it just seemed like, well, why not do this more often with other kind of unappreciated things right. in gaming? So I will pick either like a genre or I've done composers and I've done game developers and even publishers, but generally something that is usually overlooked is what I try for. Though I've done things that are relatively popular, like rhythm games. Who doesn't like rhythm games? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think last month, uh, February 2016, was probably what I would guess is the most bizarre you've chosen so far, which was Fishing February. Right? <laughs> which know? was like, I'm like, I'm like I, I, I always like looking at it and like... My backlog is just such a gross situation that I don't even want to think about it. But, like, I, I did, like, um, uh, looking at, like, your little ideas. Because it really does spark ideas. Like, you know, what have I not played <laughs> recently? What have I, you know, been ignoring? Um, I think I abused the hashtag. I need to apologize to you publicly for uh, <laughs> abusing the hashtag a little bit in, uh, what was it, last October, was it? When you yeah, had, you, had, you did Crusoe Game. Crusoe Game Month. I'm like, hey, I'm playing <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics for Crusoe Game Month. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I abused that a little bit, so my apologies. <laughs> But um, that's a really neat idea, and um, like how how much like how much I don't know how to attraction. I don't, I don't know if you have any good way of measuring it, but like how often do you like how many how much do you think this is really hitting people? Like how how much of a group are you finding you're getting with this? Oh, it really depends on the month. Um, I it's funny because the first year I did it. Uh, at the end of the year, I was like, hmm, so do I continue this for another year right. or do I just kind of stop? And then I did a survey and it was overwhelmingly in favor for me continuing doing it, which I'm happy to do. Right. But I noticed that the participation really depends on the month, really depends right. on what's going on, the theme, all kinds of factors. Like this month is Mon Month, which is actually Monster Hunter Month. Right. And I started that in the first year and I've done it this March every year. And the first year we did it, that actually spurred a bunch of people we know to start playing Monster Hunter. And I think it can kind of like be traced back to why a lot of these people are playing Monster Hunter now because we all got together and played it that month. But this is the this uh, month, team derp, right? This, Yes, Team Derp, <laughs> yeah, with Elliot and Hasemo and a bunch of other people. Yeah, so we got a lot of traction that month. But this year, not so much because Monster Hunter Cross has been out for a while. And even right. though Mon Month is really about hunting games, so things inspired by Monster Hunter like um, uh, Soul Sacrifice or yes. even to a lesser extent like PSO2, I kind of count because it's a very similar style. Right, right, right. But anyway, so people aren't really driving with it this month. I'm not sure why. It just depends on a variety of factors like what games are out. Sometimes I try to plan the theme of a month with a big release right. in that genre or that series or something. And so that helps. But yeah, because when is popular, uh, 
when is uh sorry to interrupt, but when is uh okay. cross even what is it generations is gonna be called in the states? Yeah, uh, in, in the North English release, what is that even hitting? Like, did they announce the date? Uh, just... Yeah, I don't think they did. I think they said sometime this year. It's which just happening, again, it's right? It's pretty amazing because it only came out in what November of last year in yes, Japan. Yes, pretty recent. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I could. I mean, I couldn't anticipate that one. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, like if I know well in advance that a game is coming out, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to be a good one, then I'll, I'll schedule something. Like I think last year I scheduled um, from software to be right, but maybe not the month that Bloodborne came out, but the month before, so that people right. could get excited for Bloodborne by playing other from software titles right, right, right. like that. Um, but I was going to say that my most popular month by far is definitely JRPG July. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that one's been picked up by a couple of big sites like, I think, RPG Fan, stuff like that. Like RPG-centric sites are in, you know, they noticed it and so they would write articles about it or, you know, a bunch of people would start using the hashtag. But again, it, yeah, I don't, it really depends. Some, some months, like this month, we really don't get any action. I'm willing right. to admit that. <laughs> Yeah, well, months, yeah. there's a bit more activity. <laughs> well, I, I should um, I should I should uh, spread that out a little bit more come uh, July because uh, that's that's prime fiesta time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that has also really helped, you know, because I I often will like promote your fiesta yes. and the people that, and I try to encourage people like, oh, if you're already doing the fiesta, then you're already technically doing the RPG July, July too, yeah. you know. Not not to encroach on on your thing. Oh no 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 <laughs> no! I mean, it, 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 you know, it's it still has room to grow. It still has room to grow. It's getting bigger every year, much like <laughs> your thing. But yeah, it still has room to grow. So like anything, you know, I'm gonna help out everybody with the little things that we can. So how has this helped? Is well, like, has this helped your backlog at all? <laughs> to be honest, I hear that laugh. Not really, because <laughs> I'm busier promoting it and prepping for it than actually playing the games. Right. <laughs> uh, I intended to play um, Fantasy Life last month for Fishing February. I wanted to try playing the Angler class, and I didn't even touch it. Like, uh, I was busy moving and all sorts of things, oh, but yeah, often, right. yes, yeah, stuff gets in the way, and I don't really play a lot though i did start near for jrpg july last year and i got pretty far in that but i did not finish it so maybe this year i'll play it again oh god <laughs> well i mean you can't be worse than me i think i loaded it last last year maybe around that time i think actually i loaded up my uh, near save and finished the game and um uh, my 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 last save was in 2012 <laughs> so oh god <laughs> that really hit that really hits you like like, you know, so many yeah. old games just don't have the save dates. So, like, you know, you load up your, like, you know, your, even your, like, even DS games, you know, like, most, like, older games don't have that kind of stuff. But have lots of the PlayStation, lots of the Sony stuff right now have those, like, they don't have clocks. They don't have how many hours you played, but they do have the last date you saved. And that's just really sad to look at sometimes. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, yeah. I started playing this in 2012. All right, well, let's beat it. So, and here's really, how far did you get in that? Uh, I got... To the, <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, there's there's, there's, happens, there's fishing. But, in, well, all right. You say you got to the uh, the big changing point. I got to the yeah, like the first major big change. Okay. I guess. Okay. So yeah, I did fi- I did fishing and oh, <laughs> I did the fishing. I remember getting like, I guess that's notorious, right, for people getting stuck. Because and, the, guess, yeah, like the 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 way to do it, the way they tell you to do it is bad. Like. Right. Yeah. 
it, it ends up being like you it's really easy it's actually really easy fishing but the instructions are not really clear and so like yeah, I forget what it is, but like you don't have to do that much to actually just fish stuff. It's actually really easy. Like once I figured it out, I think actually by by figured it, I mean like you know someone smarter than me told me about it. Um, I just think it was Ayana who actually you know her. Uh, yeah, she she <laughs> yeah, to, she yeah. told me she pointed out and she's like you know just do it like this and I was like oh God you're smart and like yeah then then it was just like a <laughs> a really easy thing to do. But um yeah there's a whole bunch of endings. Yeah yeah. And um, they're really cool. I ended up getting. I think there's a in um, Dragon Dragoon. Um, oh, what is that called? What's the English release of that? Uh, Drakengard. Um, Drakengard. Yeah, yeah. In Drakengard style, there's like a whole bunch of endings. There's A, B, C, and D. And um, I got A and B endings, but um, I watched uh, C and D on YouTube because uh, it's pretty notorious for that. Like, it's fun. I, I mean. I, I don't know if you could do it. I couldn't do it. But, like, the whole thing with the D ending, the whole thing with the D ending, I don't think it's not really a spoiler, but, like, it'll, like, delete your save data. Like, all of it. Uh, oh. And it, it, it'll tell you, like, <laughs> it'll tell you, like, we're seriously deleting your save data. So, like, you're going to get the ending, but, you know, we're going to delete your save data. And, um, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to. So I just watched it on YouTube because I didn't really want it. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, you know, someday I'll go back and get all the achievements, right? Yeah, sure. Of course I will. Sure, sure. Ah, wow. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person that wants to bash my head against something that's frustrating just to see the ending. Like, if it's bugging me that much, then, yeah, I'll just go watch it and yeah. not worry about completing it myself. I'm not pre- I'm not too much of a completionist anyway, so. Is that either reminding like, to to be fair to to um near like it wasn't that bad like my problem was and the reason I got distracted with it is I thought that um you had to do all the uh, side quests and there's mm. a, there's a cutoff part for some of the side quests like there's there's like two sets of side quests and like some of them can only be done at a certain point in the game mm. and um, I thought you had to do them all but actually it's actually much simpler you actually just have to um get every single weapon. Which you can, you know, some of them you find, some of them get done, some of them get acquired through quests, which is where I got confused. But um, some, a lot of them you just buy or get them through the story, so that's not a big deal. And that's what you have to do to get one of the endings, which is not that bad. And uh, mm. but the, but the other thing is um, to get the endings, you have to replay a chunk of the game, not the whole game, thankfully, but you do have to replay a chunk of the game to get the multiple endings. And I did that for the B ending, which was a uh, neat little um, it. it uh, that ending goes into the backstory of one of the uh, other characters, which is a uh, really cool, um, really cool backstory. Man. Like I say, you don't can't really talk too much about spoiling it, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it really gives. Um, oh, what's her name? I can't think of her name now. But there's that one character. Uh, and, uh, Kaine? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it goes into her backstory. It's really good. It's really good. It's really uh-huh. so. Yeah, if you do finish it, um, it's worth doing the uh, B ending, which takes you back a little bit, and you have to replay a bit bit of the game. But um, it's actually a little bit different. Like you do, you, um, you do play some of the main chunks again, but um, you get to see parts of it through her. And you get some of her her backstory, and it's a really good. It's really, really good, really well done. I think backstory. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely worth checking out it's really, if you do go back to that game. I think it's worth it. Was yeah. fun. I really do want to finish it, play all of the endings, and and do everything, because I've just heard so much good stuff about it. And it's not like I didn't like it. It's just a bit rough. I mean, the gameplay is a bit hard to get through at points, and so it's it's easy to get a little fed up with it. I mean, about them and their... Oh, that Kavya? I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean... 
Dragon Dragoon. I can't say Dragon Card for some reason. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Dragoon was notorious for that. Like, um, yeah. it had like six endings, I think, though. And like, weird. Each one was weirder than the last. This is the infamous, um, the infamous baby ending. If you've ever actually seen this, stumbled across no, this video. I haven't. Yeah, seen this, it, I but... mean, that, that, that's all I'll say. I mean, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the infamous baby ending. Like, it's like someone like linked me a YouTube video. I'm like, look at this ending for this game. I'm like, I'm playing this game. This is one of the endings for it. How the fuck do they get here from where I am? It's just like <laughs> such a such. But yeah, I mean, it's always been like weird. I actually just picked up. Have you played the uh, third one at all, Drakengard Three? Oh no, I haven't. I keep seeing it on sale on PSN and thinking, oh, should I get it? And then I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I actually. I just picked it up. I found it on a uh, a wagon uh, for mm. like five hundred yen. But I'm 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 that kind of weird completionist that like wants to do, if I'm like gonna get into something I want to do the series from the start so I'm like all right I gotta uh, I'll just pick up Dragon Guard one and two and they're like a couple thousand yen each like like PS2 games are like starting to get to that uh that gross point in a uh, really expensive I don't know how much of a collector you are but like um things are starting to I don't, you probably heard that things are starting to disappear in a lot of uh, Japanese stores um like yeah. Famicom and but uh, basically Super Famicom and back. Especially the uh, slightly uh, rarer systems, your uh, TG16 and all that stuff, Genesis stuff. And some stores are just like, like the PS2 game prices are just like, some of them are just like really, really gross. I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I, <laughs> I, wish I bought this one <laughs> when it was actually cheaper new. Like some of those games are just like really, really hitting up there. Oh, yeah. Is that because, I mean, I've seen people posting photos of like how Super Potato, you know, the, the, the popular retro stores in like Osaka and Tokyo are like being decimated. Now, is that because like all the foreigners have found out where that these places sell games at really cheap prices, so they're clearing it out? Or is it more just kind of the cycle of the older things or just getting bought up and so of course over time since they're not being made anymore they're you know they're less of them i don't really know how that works i think there's a few parts to it like um when i moved here first um there were a bunch of different stores that had retro stuff like even the local um gale it's like uh it's like you know gale but it's like to describe it how would you describe it it's like a uh (laughs) it's like a media store it's like a best oh not a best buy but it's like a um it's like it's like a you know the dvd and like game and like all that kind of media store Mm, but with rentals right right like they even do manga rentals now which is kind of cool i've done that a few times huh but um yeah that's actually it's like you get like it's like 20 volumes for like 800 yen or something Uh. you you only have a you have like a week or so to read them so it's kind of rough (laughs) but like it's really it's real it's really cheap but anyway um so, yeah, when I moved here, like, even, like, the local Gale had, like, a, a huge wall filled of retro stuff. But, like, a lot of these chain stores just started um, putting them all on discount. So, like, I mean, I picked up a stack of stuff that I ended up, I ended up selling probably for more money, actually. But like, I just got a stack of, like, Super Famicom and Game Boy games for, like, 100 yen each. You would go to these other stores, and they'd just, like, discounts, like, slash, slash, like, they didn't even care what it is. Like, there'd be... There would be, like, um, you know, games in the glass cases that they would, you know, Game Boy games that they would normally sell for 5,000 yen, you know, down for, like, you know, 1,000 yen or something like that. So you could just get deals, 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 because these chain stores were just slashing the prices to give this stuff to get out of the uh, the old retro stuff. But, um, so that's one thing that happened. Um, and then there are other, there's still a few stores around me that sell retro stuff, and they do sell stuff, but they, it more seems like, are um, just slowly losing stock over time. 
that's what they and they, they don't really have the clearance mm-hmm. sales. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the stuff like yeah, you know, they're just having like clearance sales, and they're just get, they're just getting out of the business of selling the really old stuff. Like they they still sell um, PlayStation and up, I think. Uh. Um, but um, and you have like your your section of like ten Xbox games and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, but like they just they just stop selling their stuff. I mean, I literally at one point I was buying like. I think I bought like two Kirby, two copies of Kirby Two for the Game Boy for like ten yen a piece. I'm like, I don't just give this to someone. I'm just, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that, that's one thing that happens. But um, Osaka really isn't being hit that bad. Um, like the shots I've seen in Tokyo. I don't like that. I don't live in Tokyo, so I don't know it that well. But um, Tokyo is, um, from what I'm hearing, it's really getting cleared out. But Osaka, Din Din Town is um, pretty much, I think better i think now than um akiba is as far as like retro game stuff because like i still mm. um I, I basically because of personal reasons i end up in um osaka every saturday so i spend a lot of time wandering around Denden town just looking at stuff and um there's like th- two or three no just three now just two now sorry two super potatoes there one is like a uh, retro super potato which is kind of gross because they overprice everything. So a, a, a lot of the things are still there because they're just ridiculous prices. Like that's a bit of a tourist trap. Like um, mm. it ha- they have lots of lots and lots of glass cases, more than I've seen in any other super potato. And they have stuff in the glass case that normally you wouldn't see in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, and those those prices are jacked up. But if you wander around, you can find the same stuff. And there's um, A2, which is um, they're slowly actually. That's one place that's slowly losing their retro. I actually went in there, and um, where they used to have a big chunk is they all, like, combined it all together, and now there's a whole stack of, like, Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh uh, cards to buy. <laughs> so that was bizarre. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't this, you know... I thought this was the old and uncool thing, but, um, yeah, that that, that was surprising to see. But um, there's a few things. There's a Retro TV Game Revival, which is... Um, I don't know if you've ever been to that in Denton Town. It's a really cool store. It uh, moved a few years ago across the street, but... Um, I used to really love that store because uh, what they had was the floor was plastered with old game posters. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they, they had all these game posters on the floor, and they laminated them onto the floor. Mm. That was really cool. I mean, it, it obviously, it was getting kind of messy over time, but <laughs> but it was really, really cool, and they had, like, stuff everywhere. Anyway, they moved across the street. No longer have they the cool floor, but they do still have some, like, um... Like one of my favorite things, I always just go in there and I stare at for like at least a minute is the um, the Dragon Quest three um, release day poster that they have uh-huh. hanging up there. It just has it has like the date and the artwork for the game. It's just like such a cool poster. But they have it like in a you know they have it framed up and they have it on there. They have a few more things like that. So it's much more subdued now and it's in a smaller place than it used to be. But mm-hmm. they still have a big stack of games and they have lots of cool little like. Um, they sell like little like junky things like uh not junky but you know what i mean like little, what, what's the thing like um oh not gotcha gotcha stuff but basically that like the level up from that where it's like you know it's like a couple hundred yen but like you get like a, uh. a themed coaster or uh you know and this one thing i can't forget what it is like um like they have a couple um famous like box art uh for like dragon quest and other games like, you can get like puzzles like little small puzzles with the artwork um Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's, and there's one little cool thing. It's like um it's like a series, um oh what is it called? It's like it's like um famous women in games and like this whole like little set of like like I don't know if it's figurines or little like um stuff but it's like this whole different like sets of like um, you know, all the NES and uh, SNES era, like, you know, big women game characters. And oh. um and yeah, yeah, these little like things like that. That that's cool and um 
t-shirts and stuff like that like they have all that kind of stuff too but then you can still pick up like um controllers and other kind of stuff but it doesn't like yeah i mean i I still uh pick stuff up but stuff is getting expensive like i just picked up the, the last big retro thing i bought was uh sailor moon another story oh but which is uh, a really fun really fun rpg i don't know if you've have you ever played that one uh, I might have played a bit of a ROM back in the day, but okay. not not seriously. No, it's actually a really fun, really fun game. Um, I, I I tweeted about this a while back, like because um, I was working on we we have we got distracted, but we were working on figuring out how if it would be possible to speed run this thing. And um, <laughs> it was just like uh, like all right, so we have to go here. We have to pick up this this um stu- this like jacket and we have to sell the jacket for a lot of yen and then we have to buy 11 manicures and we need to buy like all these other things <laughs> and like it's it's kind of like cliche in that sense like 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 a manicure will give you um attack up in battle and stuff like that but it's a really fun little game like it's really like it's a crap ton of characters like i don't know how, how many like s- sailors are there total like nine uh, yeah something like that and I like mean, but it- like you start out with like the, i think you start out with like the basic five and right. um, something happens, and um, I, I know nothing about Sailor Moon. All I know is like there's the five, and they added like four more for the other planets. Mm-hmm. And um, like something happens, and like the the um, only Moon is there, and like the four other girls like are gone, and uh, a few other ones join you, and um, you have to go and help them. And then for some reason, they have to travel throughout the world. So like you have. Um, you have Mercury in, like, Sweden or Norway or something like that. <laughs> and then, like, um, Mars is in India. Actually, let me flip. I have the manual right here. It has, like, a little map where, like, the, all the all the girls go. It's really cool, though. Like, like each level up, like, um, each of their stats, they'll, like, get, like, either, like, one, two, or three to the stats. And, like, it can really change. Like, I was playing it, like, at level 11, I was beating this bot. No, I'm sorry. A level 11, my friend was beating this boss with Mercury. And I was like, I was level 13, I couldn't beat the boss. And the difference was, like, he got a few more, like, plus twos to attack instead of plus ones that I was getting. And, like, huh. just because of that little difference, like, I could not beat the boss. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I could have, you know, done a few bit more grinding, but we're trying to speedrun it. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, uh, Mercury goes to Swiss Sw- Switzerland. Um, what, what is it? Uh, Saturn? The other blonde girl? Oh, Venus. Venus, Venus, I'm sorry, Venus. Venus Venus goes to Turkey. Um, <laughs> Mars goes to Tibet. And um, <laughs> Jupiter? Yeah, Jupiter goes to uh, Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they have, they have like, their own little, like, plots where they go and, like, they talk with other characters. It's a really, really cool game. Really cool little game. I'm going to get back to it, hopefully. But um, I want to, one, learn to speedrun it, and two, actually just sit down and actually play it. It's a, I mean, it has beautiful, beautiful sprite work. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a 1995 uh, 95 game, so it's a little rare. So, yeah, I think I ended up spending, like, 4,000 yen. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I'm a, um, a grown man in Japan who spent, like, nearly 5,000 yen on a Sailor Moon game. So that was a... Uh, I love it. <laughs> that was a moment. Like, I'm standing at the register. I'm like... Because this was, this was the thing where, like, I mean, I don't really mind buying the Sailor Moon game. But, like, this was honest this was the first glass case game I've ever bought in Japan so like it wasn't like I it wasn't like I took it up to the register like I had to go up to the guy at the register I'm like hi can you open the glass case for me he's like yeah what do you want I'm like yeah I'd like Sailor Moon another story he just like gives a, a little tilt he's like just he's trying to restrain himself like a little tilt he's like oh okay and like he points out I was like well there's three different ones which one do you want and I'm like do you want the one with the box in really good condition I'm like 
No, I can suffer for the one that's slightly dent. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, my first glass case game was Sailor Moon, but it's really fun. It's a really fun game. <laughs> I recommend. So, what made you decide to? You woke up that morning. You said, "You know what? I'm gonna get a Sailor Moon game." Or <laughs> no, because um, I, I uh, do um, Dragon Quest One uh, speed running right. with a group of people, and um, there's this like speed running th- speed running thing that happens every once in a while called a uh, 12 hour challenge. Well, you're supposed to do it for 12 hours straight, but, you know, they're kind of lax because that's a long time. Well, basically, you, <laughs> yeah. spend, you, you spend 12 hours trying to learn a speed run, and um, two of the people were going to start uh, were gonna doing it. But they, they live in the States, so they were, of course, you know, they were doing it through magical means. That who knows how mm-hmm. they were playing the game. But I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get into this, like... I'm going to go. So I started looking around for it, and first I saw a... Uh, and this is like, months before the event was going to happen... And um, first I saw uh, a 3,000 yen copy in uh, Osaka, but it was just a card. I was like, well, eh, let's see how the other... If, if the other guys are going to do it, you know, maybe I'll pick it up before the event starts. And so I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. All right. And so I'm like, all right, I go to Osaka. I look, and it's gone. Completely gone. I'm like, oh, man, someone beat me to it. <laughs> someone bought the 3,000 yen copy. of the bo-. And so I look around. I'm like, oh, they don't have box copies anywhere. And then I'm wandering out of the store. And I look at the glass case. And there's just like three copies of there. It's like nearly 5,000 yen each. I'm like, I'm going to do this, aren't I? All right, fine. <laughs> so I walk up to the guy. And like I said, I'm like, a copy of Sailor Moon, please. And um, a really fun game, though. Really, anybody who likes JRPGs, I really recommend looking into it. Because, um... Because it, it shouldn't be as... I mean, I don't want to... I'm not saying because, like, you know, it's a, a popular girl thing. It's a it's a licensed game, you know? Licensed games yeah. are not... Licensed games are not known for being good. Mm. Especially... Uh, who even made this? Um, I don't even see... Uh, I'm looking at the thing. I don't even see who made this. I mean, Bandai owns the licensing, right? Or no? Right. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Well, here, yeah, on the back, it's Bandai. So I don't know actually... Yeah, it is Bandai. So... I don't know who developed the game. I could probably look that up. But, um, you know, Bandai isn't always known for the uh, highest quality of stuff. <laughs> sure. But, like, yeah, so many, so, many, so many times I've been burned on licensed games. But this is a really, this is really, really good game. Mm, I might have to get it. I've got kind of buying all the Sailor Moon games has always been on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if, you, if, you want, if you want a copy shipped, I know where I can get you one for 5,000 yen. In box. <laughs> All right, I'll keep it in mind. I don't even have anything to play it on, though. I don't have any of those retro systems, so I'd have to invest in that. Any other topics you want to jump into? Uh, I no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you, you know. As I told you, I haven't really played anything recently. So. Well, you did just move, right? Yes, last month I moved and. I got Odin Sphere HD. I was tweeting about that limited edition. Um, Have you played it at all? No, <laughs> I haven't you touched have, it. Have and I know? think you know, I think I screwed up because I bought the PS4 version because I was like, oh, we've got this PS4. We haven't really been using it. It would be nice to have a PS4 game. But I really love using my Vita. So I think if I had gotten the Vita version, I would have been more inclined to just stick it in and like sit right. on the couch and play it and or right. curl up before bed and play a bit. But yeah, because it's like on the TV, I just don't sit down in front of the TV to play games as often anymore. So Yeah, I mean, I found that like, um, like I got myself back into like sitting in front of the TV and playing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, NHK, if you're listening, I do not have a TV. I have a monitor. <laughs> 
<laughs> I only have a monitor. I do not have a TV, so please do not try to take money off of me. But um, I found that like getting into streaming really got me uh, to like focus on playing TV games again. Because mm-hmm. like it's like all right, if I'm streaming, I have to pay attention to the game. I can't like you know look at my phone. And if I'm streaming, I have to like you know focus on like you know focus on the game and like there's like an audience. So like that kind of keeps me like that because. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, if I'm sitting down, like, on my bed, like, with my 3DS or my Vita, like, yeah, like, no, I have no problem focusing on the game. But once I'm, like, sitting in front of the <coughs> monitor, um, <laughs> once I'm in front of my monitor, like, you know, like, I don't know. It just seems, like, a little hard to stay focused. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Hmm. But, I, but personally, yeah. I found streaming to, uh, to get that, you know, get get my back, get my focus, but get me my groove back on that. <laughs> so you you stream like almost every night, don't yes. you? Yes, I do. Wow, that's yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> well, not really. It's <laughs> but um, I think it is. I mean, I did. I've done some streaming. I remember I did. I think twice the um, oh, it's one of those twenty four hour extra life charity streams. Right. I don't know what came over me and why I thought <laughs> I would do that, but I did it and I managed it and I actually um, beat some games when I did that and that was nice. a really good feeling like even though you're like half dead at the end like just <laughs> sitting down and playing through something like yes. that was really cool but so I can I understand what you're saying like it's almost like you're making an event out yes. of doing it whereas if it's just you on your couch it's like oh I can check Twitter or oh let me you know go on my computer and play a YouTube video while I'm grinding or something exactly you know? yeah and <laughs> I mean like that's really cool. Like, even if you're doing something boring, like grinding, like if you, especially on like Twitch or something, if you have a chat going and you're just talking mm. with people and they're asking you questions, or you're just, you're, you're just like, I have a few regular, not a few. Like, I usually have like two or three people watching, but yeah, I have some people that are regulars and they'll stop in and they'll just like make comments. Like, I've been playing the uh, Saga games this year, trying to beat all the Saga games before the new one comes out. And um, I have people who come in every once in a while. Oh, you're on this game now and stuff like that. And yeah, it's really fun to build a little bit of community. Going back into what you were saying with your, uh, you know, your community game along the thing, things that I can't remember how to pronounce. But yeah, <laughs> the uh, you know, getting the community is really fun. And um, but that's one thing I miss. Like I don't know if you've ever lived in a uh, a dorm or an apartment. Um, but like when I was in college, like um, definitely like my freshman year and my ju- my freshman year, my sophomore year when I was in a dorm, and then my remaining years. Um, let's not ask how many, but um, my remaining years of college, where I was living in an apartment with uh, three other guys. Like, yeah, that, that was one thing where it's like you know having that community of like you know playing a game and like having people watching. Like that would just be a random, you know, not random. That'd be a standard thing. Like you know. We had we had two TVs. One was the retro console, and one was the uh, current console TV. <laughs> and like honestly, like someone would be playing a game on one of the TVs. Maybe both of them would be used, and like the other people would like just be you know sitting down eating dinner and watching us play, and we'd just be talking about what we were playing and stuff like that. You know, like that was the uh, years where I sat down and I beat in order every single Final Fantasy and every single Dragon Quest game. And the one reason I was able to do that, though, is, like, you know, I had my friends nearby, you know, off and on. They they weren't, like, watching me, watching me, but they were there. You know, they're like, oh, you're on on Final Fantasy VII now. How's it going? You know, just stuff like that. And that really, you know, adds it. And when I'm, you know, move away and, you know, like, living on my own and family and all that stuff, it's just, like, not having friends, you know, sitting around watching games. It's like, it ends up weird, you know, know, single-player games feel lonely. 
Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I I lived in a dorm actually all four years of college, but it was the mostly my freshman and sophomore years where I was like really into going and hanging out at you know somebody's apartment or dorm right. room where everyone would gather there for whatever reason they yeah. had the best system or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it was it was never my room, funnily <laughs> enough, that people gathered at. But yeah, yeah, and then. You know, it wasn't always that somebody was playing through a game start to finish, but they might be like, oh, let's just pop this in or whatever. Or right. somebody would say, hey, I brought my copy of this over. Let's mm-hmm. all try this out. And yeah, a lot of fun doing that sort of stuff. But I guess that's, yeah, that's why Twitch is great because you have the chat there. So it's like the, having people hanging out with you, but you don't actually have to be exactly. in the same town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the uh, the joys of getting older, I guess. Is the uh, oh yes, yes, you know that kind of stuff. I mean, I think the the goofiest thing, well, not goofy, but the the strangest thing we had going was um for some reason in our and I love this story. It's so stupid. In our in our freshman year, like um there was such a housing shortage at my college that um they turned one of the lounges into a uh, uh, a dorm room, and so like um. It was really weird because, like, the lounges had, um, you know, just cur- like, like they were just window walls with curtains on them. So, like, the people who were living in there had to, like, pull these curtains down, and, like, put their, like, you know, bookshelves and stuff against the window so no one could see into their bedroom, which is kind of gross, but, uh, you know, that's how it was. Anyway, from some bizarre coincidence, like, the three people in this lounge slash room, like, slowly dropped out of college. <laughs> And so, like, when they left, they gave the key to the RA. And the RA was like, well, this is just a lounge now, I guess. And we were like, hey, can you hold on to the key? And she was like, I guess. Why? And she was like, can we, can we just, like, have the key in a safe spot? She's like, sure. So what we did was we set, up, we set up a projector, and we set up my friend's GameCube, and a copy of, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Melee had just come out. Uh, Smash Brothers oh. Melee. And a few people knew where the key was, and they could get the key and unlock it, and pretty much we just had a 24-7 Smash Brothers room with a Uh. huge projector, (laughs) a huge projector on the wall. Like, literally everyone on the floor had, like, an account on 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 the GameCube, and there was just all times of day people in there playing Smash. It was the craziest thing. And the thing was, like, you know, at the end of the day, we would just lock it up when no one was in there, and, you know, this stuff never got stolen... You know, everyone got their projectors and their GameCube and their all their controllers back at the end of the year. And it was just a lovely, really lovely gaming community thing we had going on there. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty unique circumstance. Well, yeah, so. because, like, I mean, like, w- I mean, yeah, cause, like would, you, would you leave, like, your GameCube in a public space? No, like, you'd never do yeah, that. Yeah, no way, no way. But we had the key to the lounge, which we, sh- we shouldn't have. But, you know, that's because for some reason, those three people happened to drop out. It was really bizarre. You said you wanted to talk about, you had something you wanted to talk about. Like something about my listings or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, because I, as I was um, thinking about what we could chat about today, I thought, well, I haven't played any games. But then I remembered that uh, this year is the year that I've started making a list of what games I played. So I don't have a rule like I have to finish them I just right. write down I'm also doing this anime too because at the end of the year last year when I was doing like my game of the year you know favorite anime of the year type blog posts and yes. talking about it on podcasts and whatnot 
you know, you always sit down if you don't have a list and think, wait, what, what did I do <laughs> this past right. year? And you can only remember about three or four months you know back and then everything from the beginning of the year is a blur and so what i normally would do is like you know google games of 2015 or something and just look at a release list and then check off the ones that i think i played or whatever right it's just a mess so i was like you know what i I think i tweeted about it like oh does anyone keep a game list and you were like oh yeah i do let me show you mine and like you have just such a like organized system of writing down everything that you've played and beaten and everything. I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> I, I think I think your way is smarter because you're writing down what you play. Like, if I wrote down what I played, like, even if I wrote down... Actually, this kind of makes me kind of excited to try this is, um, I now I kind of want to get, like, well, I have a, um, um, one of, um, Itoi's, um, Hobonichi Daily Planners. Oh, yeah. And, uh, what I should do is, what I should do is, um, every day on the bottom of it, because I always, I, I always write in it every day like a journal, but there is a little mm-hmm. spot at the end, bottom of it. What I should do every day is write down what I played. I should write yeah. down what games I played that day. Because what I do do is, um, on my computer, I, uh, well, I'm a Mac user, as you know. I don't know what you, you Windows? Oh, I am also a Mac user. Oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> You're, you're 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 one of the good ones. Um, uh. <laughs> but no, um, I mean I use a really bizarre piece of software called NV Alt. Um, hmm. What it, what it is is um, it's basically designed for um, taking notes and organizing notes. It's pretty old at this point, and the guy that developed it, he's apparently working on a uh, a replacement app. I don't know when this is going to happen, but anyway. Long story short, I have a um, uh, one key set up. It's F3 for me. When I hit F3, it opens up my NVAlt window. Now, what this is, is I have a little search box, and I start typing. Let's just start typing word. Uh, let's start typing Final Fantasy, right? So I type Final Fantasy, and every single note that I have in this, and it, it points to a directory. I keep it on Dropbox or for syncing on my other computer. And like, mm. there's every single note that I have with the words Final Fantasy in it, which are, you know, unsurprisingly a lot, um, <laughs> you know, comes up. So, like, I, here's, here's um, completed game posts for 2016. Here's a pod, here's, like, the first podcast I did of this for the notes for it. Um, here's, like, Final Fantasy three speedrun notes, everything, right? So, so I just start using patterns, and um, so I just type completed games, right? I type completed games. And so here I have... 2016 completed games, 2015 completed games, 2014, 2013, 2012. So I can see right here from 2012 on, I've been keeping track of how many games I completed. 2012 was a really bad year for me. I've, <laughs> I I beat 13 games in January, nothing, February, 1, 2, 3, 4, and so on. And like from October to December, I didn't beat a single game. But I know that looking back, 2013, I beat 38 games. Wow. Uh, 2014, I beat... Did I total it up? I don't know. I beat a shit ton in 2014. Holy shit. I don't think I totaled it. But, oh, oh no. And then, yeah. And then I started keeping with the games. This was more important. 2014, I started keeping track of the games I bought. Uh... So I'd write down the day I bought a game. Oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's really, that's really, that's really, 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 really... So, that's not, what's the word? Um, really, really, um... Oh, what's the word? There's a word here that I'm trying to look for. I should look for a different word. But it's really, um, not disturbing, but it's really um, humbling. There it is. There's the English word. I can speak English. It's really humbling when you look at the end of the year. It's like, oh, wow, I beat, you know, I beat 30 games this year. 
I bought 40 games this year, <laughs> and I only beat 10 of those 30. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that would make me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, well, yes, and, but it's uh, it's also a really nice way of saying, you know, what do I want to start playing? Like, that's when I looked, and I was like, you know what? I have, you know, I picked up all these Saga games, and I didn't beat them, you know? Like, I have these games sitting in my library for a long time, so I'm going to do that. That's my goal now this year, you know? I'm going to beat mm. these games. And that's what I look at when I look at what I want to play and what I think. So I do, I really like that idea of writing down what I play each day. Because that would give, that would be really nice to look at the end of the year. Like, what did, what did I do? Like, I could look back and say, oh, I, I didn't beat any games in February. What did I do in February? You know, and then I look back and I'm like, oh, I played Final Fantasy fourteen in February. That explains why I didn't beat anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I really, that, that, what you said right there, you, you took my idea and you improved it. Um, I, I really <laughs> like that idea of like, you know. Like, yeah, right here I have, like, so, dude, I have a new text file. That's one of the things. The really cool thing about this NVL program is, like, it's all a bunch of text files. Mm. So it just looks at a directory of text files. So you can actually, I can go and, like, on my Dropbox, I can find this folder and there's all these text files there, right? And if I want to edit them somewhere else, I can edit them somewhere else. Mm. So because cause this is just a, this NVL is an OS ten program. But I have um, some text editor on my iPhone that um, can point at the can point at random uh, Dropbox directories and load text files. It can do the same thing. So it's a completely different application, but they're just text files. So it looks at them, and I can look up, um, you know, what games I'd be um, like. Great thing is, um, you know about the uh, PSN twenty uh, percent sale, right? Yes, I'm currently thinking about what I'm gonna get. I'm yeah. gonna have to pick up some Otome games, I think, on PSN. That's the next thing. <laughs> that's the next thing I want to talk to you about. Though. Hold on to that thought for one more second. All right, all right. I want to talk about your love for these games, but um, uh. but um, so like that sale happened, right? And I'm like, I'm looking I'm like, crap. What do I want to get? What do I want to get on for twenty percent off? Like this, this like sucks. Like you know, it's twenty percent off. Like oh, I don't, wanna, I don't want to sit and go through this stuff. And then I remembered. I looked up. I opened up this NVL program and I typed want to buy and I looked down and I'm right in this want to buy list is mm. PSN and then I have Linda Cubed Rockman 6, Breath of Fire 4 Vagrant Story <laughs> and I'm like click, copy, paste into the PSN store, find it <laughs> add them all to my cart I got these things plus um, uh, the Tactics Ogre PSP remake oh yeah 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 and I just so happened to have 4,000 yen in my account, and with that 20% off, it was like 3,700. Boom. I didn't have to think at all. There was four games I wanted to buy right in a text. So yeah, I would really, I mean, it doesn't have to be this, but I really recommend like using text files. Like not like, I mean, you can use Evernote or stuff like that if you want, but like the really cool thing about using text files and a shitload of text files is that like you can open up with any application. And you just, I just mm. keep all these notes like on my phone. Offline, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. You can start getting into this. Because like, I, I have one. You, <laughs> you want to see something really stupid. I have one text file, right? It's called Spent. All right? It's called Spent. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. All right? And every single time I make a purchase, it could be a 100 yen can of soda. It could be the uh, 16,000 16, yen mattress I bought the other day. Everything I buy, I have a little application on my iPhone that I just type in the number, I type in what I bought, I press a button, and it shoves it into this text file. This text file goes back into, let's see, 2013, it goes back to May 17th, 2013, which I started doing this, and I have a text file with every single yen that I have spent 
since 2013. Oh boy. <laughs> but here, here's the here's the thing, right? At the end of each month, I open up this text file. I look at the money I spent, and then I shove it into a. Um, a, 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 a spreadsheet and I like you know I just spent I, I literally spent like a half hour like it sounds like I'm crazy but I spent like a half hour on this right I spent a half hour at the end of the month it's like I bought this month's junk food oh that's why I put on five pounds this month you know <laughs> I bought these three games oh that's why I ran out of money in the middle of the month you know like it's really really not like just like it's just so great to like organize it just even to like the money i spend every month you know what games i play i really like that i really like that i'm writing that down right now write down what i spend each week. i really <laughs> like that idea that's so good that's so good i love that but yeah like, even like i love this program because like we've been uh chatting here and i've been writing down in a little text file here silently as much as i can what we've been talking about <laughs> what we've been talking about so when i go and make the notes for the show like I have that, and then I can just plop in, you know, links to stuff we were talking about, or I'll just plop in links to all your cool stuff that you do, and, you know, so people who people who listen to podcasts can, in the podcast, open it up and open up a link and go to your Gameathon blog and go to your blog and go to your site and your other stuff. So, <laughs> you know, but I do that while we're doing the show, so I don't forget it, because afterwards, I'm like, oh, God, what do we talk about? Crap, and stuff like that. So, to go into the next thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about your love for Ultimate Games. Okay. When, when did this start? When did you start getting into these games? Ooh, this is a good question. I get asked it relatively often, so I wish I had a better answer, but I think it was in college because... As uh, most, so as most start, bad habits start? Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't know if I call it a bad habit. Oh, come to me. Talk, talk to me about it. Well, so, I mean, I've been in the games for a long time, and uh, like many nerds, I started studying Japanese so I could watch anime and play games in Japanese. And I didn't get good enough to really do this until my first year of college, because I've been studying all through high school. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it was my first year of college that I kind of learned enough kanji and vocab and grammar that I could sit down and play a basic game and not be constantly with my head in a, a kanji dictionary because back then I had a paper dictionary and it was horrible. Oh, <laughs> but, well, um, so, so side question first. I want to go, what was your, what was the first game? What was the first game that you played like that? Otome game? Or a game oh, in a, a, a game, What was the first game in Japanese that you played and you were like, holy shit, I understand this. Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, wow. Nice. I actually imported the Japanese version because funnily enough, I was learning Japanese because I, I had a very specific goal to play a Final Fantasy game in Japanese. <laughs> and right. I was like, if I can do that, like I can do anything. And yeah. So I may have dabbled in stuff before that. I, right, I'm sure right. I, you know, imported like uh, Game Boy games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like the first game that I sat down and played in Japanese on launch and it was like a big deal for me was Final Fantasy 13 and then I ended up being very disappointed by it because I was not a fan of the game I'm sorry I'm sorry I can't I think you're breaking up I can't I can't hear you there's some (laughs) static I'm sorry well we'll just have to continue on with uh so you you've been studying like oh uh, you just remind me of paper dictionaries. I uh, my not my first not my first game. I sat down and really played with understanding it. But the first game I sat down with, like I sat down with the game and a paper dictionary, like I'm gonna do this, was the uh, Wonder Swan version of Final Fantasy IV. 
and <laughs> holy shit, sitting down with like a paper dictionary and like looking up every other word was. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've been there, right? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. such a humbling experience to just like, oh my god. But anyway, so yeah, so finally so I so what happened well, that's next? The one, that's the one I have the queerest memory of now. I could I can't even remember what year that came out, so I could be wrong because I started importing DS Otome games and playing those. So okay. that may have actually like been before that. I'm not hundred percent sure but that's the one that i had like this very clear memory of sitting down and playing it and not needing a dictionary because before that like you said like the bringing out a book to play a game was like too daunting for me and i yeah. just didn't want to have anything to do with it so i think i kind of put off my dream <laughs> until, right, right, right. until i was more capable but yeah yeah so with otome games though i definitely got into those in college and i picked up the ds and just found out that it was region free like one big barrier for me importing before that is i i was a sony girl so i had ps1 ps2 and actually in high school my mom imported a japanese ps2 for me so i used to play taiko no tatsujin on that so i guess technically that predated final fantasy 13 but like taiko no tatsujin you don't really need to know anything (laughs) you're just hitting hitting drums Uh, the story is so good taiko no tatsujin yeah right (laughs) yeah so i played that but you know of course you can mod uh, PlayStation's, but I didn't. I didn't bother with any of that stuff. So I didn't. Ha, ha, did you did, did you ever do it? Because it's really kind of gross. Like, like you, do you do you know how you had a mod like the PlayStation? I don't know. I'm not. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. I like, didn't even look it up. There, there was like a I, there was like a spring, like 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 there was a spring that you would get that you would put in one point. You would have to like open it up and put a spring in there so that like I, I, there's this spring so that like you would pop it up to like swap the disc because you would have like a, a disc that would load uh, and then yeah, in order yeah. to in order to do it but but you couldn't open it right you couldn't just open the playstation because it would like change how it was reading the disc so like you had to have this spring so it would think it was still closed when you would swap the disc it was really really gross <laughs> but anyway so yeah i just wasn't you know hardcore y- yeah to i mean really I, get into that I, I didn't even do it either i just watched my friend do it so i'm probably getting it wrong like there's someone who who's done this was like yelling at me about how bad i'm talking about it but i definitely remember <laughs> this like weird little spring that my friend was like positioning in the uh playstation like what the fuck are you doing anyway so, all right, so actually i i have a basic idea but let's 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 clear this what is what makes a game an otome game so, well, an Otome game is very generally uh, a romance-oriented game that is aimed at a female audience okay. versus, like, you might have a bishoujo game is romance-oriented, but it really has a male audience in mind. And that's something that's, of course, the audience distinctions are so weird and up to interpretation, but it's usually defined by, like, the publisher and the artistic style and stuff like that and... Um, so otome games are very closely linked to like shoujo manga and anime and that sort of thing. Um, and then of course you've got dating sim versus visual novel, where right. it's a village, visual novel style. I'm sure most people listening know this, but it's text heavy with sort of static images and yes. you make like text-based decisions. So that's one type. And then there's um, more like the Tokimeki Memorial style where you have stats and you're, you raise your various stats in order to 
get the guy or girl. Right. Well, in the case of Otome games, you're usually getting a guy. <laughs> but now, yeah, does um, Otome game imply that you're playing as a girl, or is that? Yes. Not, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, like, I know, um, like, does does boy love? fall under what does that fall under a genre boys love would be a separate genre that that would be um, even if it's aimed at have a male protagonist pursuing men so homosexual but then aimed at women which is separate for games that are aimed at gay men you know (laughs) so yeah so you have so you have boy love games aimed towards women and that's a separate genre from boy love games aimed at men Right, but the ones that are aimed at men are called something different from Boys Love. Okay. That would be like Bada or Gay gay Game or right, so, something. Um, I'm not sure the terminology. Okay, so wait, hold on. I, I think I'm getting this, but basically the term Boys Love is, that's for women? Yes, yes. Boys Love is originated as manga in the 70s. Okay. And so that's a, that's a women's thing. So then you have Gay so and Bada, which is for men. Okay. Just like shonen and shoujo are two different demographic audiences. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay. Well, it's I, very confusing. Well, I had no idea. <laughs> and I, then, of course, you have um, like Yaoi is basically boys of, but English-speaking fans use that term in a different way than Japanese fans do. It's just the way stuff has evolved over the years. Well, and, like as far I've no, I've always understood Yaoi to be porn. Is that yes. not is, is that the not the Japanese use of it though? That is the Japanese more of the Japanese use of That's it. That's more of sure. the Japanese use. Of it. Uh, oh, okay. But yeah, but in English, boys love is only very recently being used by English fans, whereas Japanese uh, yeah publishers started using boys love as a term in the eighties, and then yaoi being more for doujinshi, so fan-produced things. Okay, okay. So, so it's it's all very complicated. <laughs> so boys love boys love is not necessarily porn, or is it? Yes, as a broad term, no, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily porn. porn. Okay, yeah. it it refers to all all male male romance male male romance aimed at women. <laughs> male male romance aimed at women. Okay, I'm learning yeah. a lot today. <laughs> well, this is my thesis, you know, so yeah, <laughs> getting into dicey territory here. <laughs> Actually, I, I need to ask you, like, I follow you on Tumblr, and um, and and please, please stop me. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not blaming you, but I, I wonder, like, you never, you never reblog porn, right? No, okay. I don't. I didn't think so because he, here's the thing: is that like of all the people that like I follow, like. Ye- all the people I follow on Tumblr, like, you're the only one that I would know that has any any interest whatsoever in boys' love stuff, right? <laughs> any interest whatsoever. And I swear to goodness, for a whole month, when I, I couldn't load Tumblr in public because whenever I went onto my Tumblr dashboard, like all the suggested stuff was hardcore man-on-man manga. Huh. Like, hardcore I really, I'm I'm serious though. I really don't. No, like, I'm not. I'm not. Bla- yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just like. How did this? Like, all I could think of was like, I don't. I never see Anne replugging porn. But like, you're the only one that's anywhere tangentially near this, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, yeah. how how did all of a sudden I'm getting tons of suggestions for, like, like we're, we're talking like graphic stuff. We're showing off them like, 
So anyway, I just wanted to, I was just, you know, just asking, because like, I'm like, like I don't think you reblogged porn, but I'm just curious, like, was, was, where did that come from? Like, I don't know. Like, were, were you getting suggestions for, um, like, hardcore yeah, pornography? Some, some of the people I follow do reblog that stuff, so maybe, oh, maybe somehow like, related to me, like, I, yeah, so I don't. So it's not your fault, but it's, of the right, it's a tangential, it's a tangential issue. thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't know be, like, the people I'm following are related, and I've tried to unfollow most of those people, because I've gotten in that situation where I'm like oh yeah just take Tumblr oh wait maybe I should not be doing that right now <laughs> do not look at Tumblr in public yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you don't have to apologize or anything I just I was like, well, like where did all this like pornography come from like it was really it was like really all this like manga porn coming anyway so Otome games so you started like importing DS you said DS Otome games yes Yes, DS games. Um, I actually started with Tokimeki Memorial Girls Side 2 for the DS. Was um, this a remake or a new game? It was a, re- a remake of the PS2 game. It first okay. came out on PS2, and it was based... Yeah, they didn't change much, I don't think, for okay. the DS version. But it had a very innovative thing where you could touch the dudes with the touch screen. So <laughs> I was very into that. The DS did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I guess I moved on to, to PS1 and PS2 and some PSP and sort of dabbled in it. Um, I don't really know. Yeah. Are a lot of these games voiced? Yeah, the vast majority of them are because I think that's one of the big aspects for for fans because most of it's text-based and you don't have any fancy flashy 3d graphics or anything it's just like a static image of an anime boy and his mouth might be flapping a little but if there aren't any words coming out it's kind of boring (laughs) right yeah yeah. Uh, so you get a lot of people that are into the voice actors and will like follow a voice actor so they'll specifically buy games that feature that voice actor as okay. one of the characters all right so like there's um are a lot of these games like one shots or do they do like sequels and stuff mm, it depends um the big series have lots of installments usually instead of a direct sequel you'll get what's called a fan disc i think other genres of games have fan discs too but it's like an expansion that's not a full new game but it's usually like half the price of the game or three quarters of the price and it gives you extra stories with the guys and it assumes that you played the first game so it's basically like a sequel but okay not a full sequel side stories yeah 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 all right is, is there um do you have any favorite um actors for these games is there anybody you follow or is, are you just basically looking for stuff that you would find interesting yeah i don't really follow the actors so much um only recently have i sort of started paying attention to it but even then i only know like the big names like sugita or mamoru miyano and they're like super famous guys and that's the reason why i know them but i'm starting to make like these connections you know like you hear this one voice and you're like oh i think that's really familiar and then you find out that they voice right. another character in the game you yeah. like and you're like oh well i guess i like them i better follow their stuff so that's right. fun but i mostly choose the games based on art <laughs> if i'm being honest especially like a lot of them are on the vita now so the yeah. game that looks the prettiest gets gets my attention <laughs> well they, they definitely go into a lot of different um oh not genre genre i don't think is the right word but um I've seen lots of different like time pieces. Like there's like modern day, but like like historical seems to be a big one, right? Yeah, yeah. 
like um like a medieval medieval um like you know like feudal japan like seems to be like yeah, a yeah. like a big big topic is there any like um i've seen like like obviously your classic you know quote-unquote modern day in feudal japan is there any like um other popular ones or like what's a maybe a bizarre one that you've seen like a bizarre theme if you can think of any mm-hmm. oh, off the top of my head um Hmm, that's a good question. Bizarre theme. I don't know. I feel like after we're done this episode, I'll be like, oh, God, I should have mentioned that one. (laughs) Right. hmm. There's a new one that I'm really interested in. It's got a good name. It's called Period Cube. Period Cube. (laughs) And that is like, it's kind of like the dot hack of Otome games. It's like you play as a girl who's playing an MMO and she's stuck in the MMO and all the guys are actually, you know, characters in the game, but they're played by people in the real world. And it has like a bit of a rudimentary RPG system in it. Like you actually fight battles and the characters level up and and that sort of thing, which is pretty rare for for an Otome game. There's not many that have that. So that's more of a fantasy fantasy type thing. Okay. Um, well, I see, yeah. There. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I see. Like, um, what was, I don't know if it was an Ultimate game that you were. I, I definitely remember seeing you like um, tweeting something. I think with like Alice in Wonderland themed. Like, it seems like there's a lot of like, like a take on like some kind of like popular like quote unquote classic literature that like mm. is, is that as common or, I, or did I just happen to see one? Well, there, yeah, there's a million Alice in Wonderland-inspired okay. things, totally. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, uh, yeah, there, there's, like, adaptations of practically everything you can think of. I just stumbled onto a Three Musketeers Otome oh, game wow. the other day. Uh, yeah, Romeo and Juliet is, of course, very popular. Right. Then there was um, a King Arthur one where, like, y- you know, there was all the different characters from king arthur's court who i can't remember because i don't remember that story but yeah, yeah, i couldn't tell you what I <laughs> yeah so a lot of western literature and even some japanese but not as much i mean things based on as you said feudal japan the shin sengumi of course is yeah. very popular uh yeah the whole like uh, what is it yeah. uh, genji and uh what's the two families you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are terrible at Japanese history. I know, I know. Tale of Heike is one of them. No? Oh, yeah, I don't. You know, yeah, I should. I should. I'm not good at my Japanese history. I'm <laughs> really not. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know how many Tale of Genji Otome games there are, but okay. I, there must be some. Yeah. I'm sure. Right, so what? What is your like? Um, fate? What's your favorite? What's your What's your favorite game of this genre that you've played? Probably my favorite would be one called Mojutsukai to Ojisama, which is uh, Beastmaster and Prince, (laughs) (laughs) which kind of sadly, actually, they have a Kickstarter for it right now to kickstart the English localization and is not doing very well. I don't think it is getting the the recognition <laughs> that it needs to get funded but anyways um so i played the yeah the psp version of that and you play as this girl who she is from a line of people that tame beasts and she stumbles onto these animals there's a, a lion a wolf a duck 
and a rabbit. Now you see lion, turned- wolf, duck, and rabbit. Are, are these like, like in my head? I imagine like like um, anime boys with like these kind of headdresses. Is that basically what it is? Or <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, they are anime boys turned into animals, but they're actually princes. So okay, it's like. Uh, like the you know someone who wants to overthrow the kingdom thought he would put a spell on these princes so they couldn't inherit the throne and then it just so happens that that this beast master lady who has the ability to tame them in their beast form you know stumbles upon them but it's 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 a cute game and it's one of the better games in terms of protagonists because a lot of the Otome games um, for whatever reason you get these kind of wussy doormat female characters that at least for me i don't like right. reading a story from that kind of perspective because i think well i wouldn't say that or right. i wouldn't act like that but when you've got like a more like go-getter type of you know i'm not going to take any crap type of heroine i i like that so this is the game where you know she's a pretty cool uh, protagonist and you get to there's a petting mode where you can pet the guys when they're in their animal forms which is pretty awesome so uh, it's got all of the stuff that you know I like like cute animals and and cute romance story and nice heroine so yeah it's a fun, a fun game <laughs> how long how long does one of these games generally take I mean I'm sure they all vary but like what's, what's like an average play time for one of these hmm well, normally how you would play is so you choose which character you want to Branch romance. Right. So you choose their route and going down one route might take you usually from five to ten hours depending okay. on the length of the game. And right. then once you've done one route, you can go do a different characters or you could just say, I'm done with it. But normally you have to play all of them to get the full story and see the right. like, true ending or what have you. And so you're generally able to skip through parts of the narrative you've seen before to get to the other characters sections. And then it might take a few additional hours per character, depending right. on the length. Yeah, yeah. So generally okay. between 10 to 20 hours, okay. I would say, for... Some are longer, for sure, but... Yeah, I think anyone who's played any visual novel, it's like like the setting is like... There's like two settings. Like, you can fast-forward through any text, or you can, like, Mm. automatically skip over text that you have seen before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's... um, Actually, I just got, um... Oh, what is it called? Um, Higurashi? Oh yeah, yeah. On uh, on Steam, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna finally sit down and play that. But yeah, I was like looking up and I saw that setting in there. Excited oh, to gosh. play. What? Didn't you gift me Hero? <laughs> I yes, I did actually. That's right. Oh my god! Now you just reminded me. I need to play that. You know, yeah. I saw the the anime part of it. I think, and I always thought it was really fascinating. But it seemed like one of those things that were so there's so much of it. You know, like there's yeah. Nakukoro ni and Nakukoro ni Kai and all these other ones and I never really knew what was going on but I now I need to play that. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's it's actually interesting that um you were talking about um you know learning Japanese and that was about the time you started getting into these games because I know a lot of people who um who really like really upped their Japanese skills not through like textbooks and like classes but like sitting down with visual novels. And just, like, going through lots and lots of visual novels. And, like, because you have, you know, you have the text and you have it being read to you. And, mm. like, there's, like, I know people, um, uh, you know, you might even follow them on Twitter. I'm trying to think of his, um, oh, I, I think he works for Manga Gamer um, and does translation for them. Oh, uh, okay. 
But yeah, I think you follow them. Uh, Black Dragon Hunt. Mm. Does that name sound familiar? No. No. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I, I know. I know. Not sorry. I know Elliot follows. I know Elliot follows him. I don't know if you did, but yeah, like, um, <laughs> like we. I remember we st- we did we started this. Uh, well, not started, but we joined in on this um, um, Japanese reading contest back in like uh, 2011 or so. I think it was when I, I first did it. Yeah, it's like this Japanese reading contest. As much as you can read in the, in a in a month. Huh. <laughs> and um, it's really really cool contest, but like, like he particularly like dominated the thing by like just reading so many visual novels. And um, I mean, but now he's like translating visual novels. You know, like he spent like yeah. lots of time, like you know, just crunching. I, th- I think um, I think Higurashi was one that he he did, and then just other ones like a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, Stein's Gate, and you know, all mm. these other games. So um, so yeah, like so. I, to make, I mean, I'm talking about visual novels, but Otome games are generally the visual non, like they're a subgenre of visual novels in general. Is that is that fair to say? Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, you, as I said, you can have an Otome game that's a dating sim rather right, than right, a visual right. novel. But these days, the vast majority are visual novels. Like I think dating sims as a genre are really kind of dying out. There aren't that many. No, I mean, it's, it's a. I mean, visual novel I would assume is a bit cheaper to make. Yeah, sure, sure. But you also have more like control over, it, right? Because like a lot of a a lot of a dating sim is just like basically like well, the ones I've messed with at least was just like manipulating like your what you're gonna do for the next day, right? And so like mm. like how you're gonna build your character stats and like that just tends like you can't really guarantee what the story the player is gonna take so much, right? Like this just like that lets you tell a story. And have the player like kind of choose like who they want to spend time with. Is that basically what I'm getting? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And each character has more room to tell a narrative about that specific, you know, romance and everything. Whereas with the dating sim, it's really more of a slice of life where you have a broad, overarching story. You may get a few plot points, but it's very kind of general. You know, you don't get at these really in-depth narratives i think in in dating sims yeah um have you ever played the um uh memories off series you know no you i don't think so okay um when um 2011 when um the uh the earthquake happened in japan there was um i don't know the company but um they basically like um put a bunch of their games on sale and said all the proceeds were going to go to um helping you know uh, victims or something like that and um so i ended up getting like memories off six um mm. for uh, really cheap and i was just i just i was i got on my iphone i just started playing like every night before into bed and i was surprised like, I, was, I just thought this would be like a goofy little game but like it like i don't what was really cool about it was like i don't know how i got like i don't know how, i clearly got like a sub story i clearly like picked a character <laughs> But I, it didn't really feel like I picked the character. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there were obviously choices, but like the choices, I, I never felt like I was like, I want to see this character's sub story. Like I was just like picking choices, and all of a sudden it started carrying off. And like the, <laughs> the, the sub story I got was like, like basically the story. And this is like obviously cliche, but like this guy was living in a, uh, a, a apartment building that like his parents owned, but his parents were away on business across the world you know so he was all by himself <laughs> but like for some reason i ended up getting this sub story like the story i ended up playing was um 
he met this like older woman who wrote novels and like was having a crisis because like her publisher was like demanding she finish her book but she just like couldn't find the motivation to finish it and mm-hmm. like it just went into this story of like like the main character riding on her motor- motorcycle with her as she was like trying to figure out what she was doing with her life and it was just such a bizarre little like kind of slice of life story but like the coolest thing about it was like I was like how the hell did I get to this story like it started off with that whole cliche you know um finding your uh your you know the main character's best friend of the opposite sex as they were kids but like they ran <laughs> each other again and now they're all you know grown and developed and like oh, oh feelings but it started out with that goofiness ended up with this really like touching story about this um woman in her like woman near her 30s you know trying to figure out what the hell she wants to do with her life because she's like having trouble finishing the novel so it was a, like, i don't know how, I, it was a really cool little you know game and well not little actually it was a long thing but um but what, what kind of really weirded not weirded me out but like really got me interested in it what i also thought was weird was like um and i don't know if this happens in these games too but like do is maybe this is just a visual novel thing i don't know but is like showing the player options but like some of them are blanked out is that a common thing some of them are blanked out well not blanked out but i'm sorry i'm blanked out like 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 let's say you have three options right Mm. and option one is like um you know just a normal reply option two is a uh, a negative reply and option three is like to tease the person right Mm. but when you start playing like option three you can't select it huh yeah, I don't think I've really seen that in okay. any Otome games. Usually, you can if they give you the option, it's possible for you to All choose right, so it. M- maybe it was just this game, but yeah. So like, what that <laughs> what that told me was like, I guess you have to like replay the game, and like having done some of the other ones, like gives you right. the option to pick these choices. Uh, yeah. I, I I just like I said I have very limited um, visual novel experience in general, so not even I don't I don't think I've ever played an Otome game. So, um, <laughs> so I didn't know if this is like a standard thing of like the visual novel or you know how it went. It might have just been this one. All right. So, last thing, if if you were going to recommend someone who was curious about these games, if you were going to recommend one, what what's something? Here, put pressure on you right now. What's one game? Mm-hmm. What's one that you would recommend? What do you think? Be it English or Japanese only? Like someone who maybe wants to, you know, what what's one of these games that you would not necessarily your favorite? But someone who's curious about the otome game genre, what's one you would recommend? Hmm. Yeah, I think I would probably go with Sweet Fuse, which this is an English release um, for PSP, but you can get it on PSN for the Vita. Um, Okay. And it's... I think it's a good one if you're not someone who's played any Otoma games before because it's quite funny and it's... So the premise is you have been trapped in this amusement park. That's not funny. And it's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it is not. But it's very like Danganronpa-esque. Like it's one of these killing game scenarios where you're trapped with all these hot dudes, but you've all got to escape or else the evil mastermind is going to kill you or something. Right. And um, But all the guys are like very, not I guess wacky in a way. They're kind of caricatures. Like one of them 
has long hair and he's kind of a bishonen, but he carries around an orb and he's like a fortune teller. You know, that's not a very common Otome game character right. trope, but they're, they're still likable and they've got, you know, their own story arcs, but the, the game kind of makes fun or parodies a lot of video games. Like there's a whole segment that's like a, a carding, like Mario Kart type thing. <laughs> So like the so each it's like the characters have to go through the amusement park and there's a horror section and they have to overcome it together and not get killed and even um what's his name uh oh geez the the Mega Man guy uh, Inafune? Inafune yeah 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 he make he makes an appearance at the beginning of the game because it's a I think it's by um. Oh, is this Compile the- Heart? It's involved. Compile Heart was involved, or it's by the parent company Otome. I don't really know how they're all involved, but he's been in like some of the <laughs> Neptunia or Disguise or something. Something. He was stop, in like a boss of the game. <laughs> stop me if I'm stop me if I'm crazy. I, I I could be completely pulling this out of my butt, but did I hear that like his daughter works on kind of games like this, or am I am I completely going nuts? Well, the premise of this game is that you are his niece. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Where and I, I, I think it's his amusement park. And so you oh. go to the the opening of the amusement park and then the shit hits the fan and <laughs> you're stuck in it with these guys. Okay. And so it's just so crazy. And it it is humorous and par- it parodies video game culture in a way okay. that I think if you're a gamer and you don't necessarily want to play it, as somebody who's in a fan of Otome games, you can appreciate the humor and the other stuff, and then maybe you'll find that you like the the romance aspect and stuff like that. And the protagonist is really funny. There's like one aspect of the game where she can like uh, basically object like Ace Attorney style to things that the characters say. So she'd be like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> it's really fun. So it's definitely a, a quite a quite a game. It's a lot different from a lot of Otome games, so you may play it, and even though you like that, you might not go on to like other Otome games. It really depends, but I think it's a good starter for people who aren't familiar with the genre. (laughs) Sweet Fuse. Yeah, Sweet Fuse at Your Side is the full title. Sweet Fuse at Your Side. I think think the Japanese title is Bakudan Handan, but I'm not sure... I mean, it could be incorrect there. But I think that's it. Um, it's pretty funny because I actually hadn't heard of it until they and Axis announced that they were localizing it. So it was kind of a flop in Japan, I think. Okay. But I believe due to like publisher connections and that sort of thing, that that's why Axis happened to pick it up. All right, I'm looking at the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, the North American release, and there is this. This um, badass-looking uh, girl with short hair and a hoodie, right? Yeah. And then there's this, <laughs> there's a dude in the back, yeah, with an orb, long-haired orb. <laughs> you got your standard like your cool hair, uh, sunglasses-wearing dude. You got this like dude. Hold, is he holding an apple? I can't tell what he's doing. But the, the the best part of this whole cover is the pig smoking a cigar. In the back, can you t- can you tell me anything about this pig with the cigar? The pig is the evil mastermind. Okay, the, he's like the Monokuma of this okay. this universe. So yeah, he's the one that has um, taken over the amusement park and locked you in. <laughs> I am 
very sad that I already used my 20% sale coupon. Uh. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. How much does this cost on the Japanese? I、yeah. bet you anything you could get a used copy, like physical, for like nothing in Japan, probably. It's probably like 500 yen. <laughs> yeah, but then, then I have to have a.、Uh, <laughs> I have to have a. I don't, I don't own a PS. I, I don't own.、Uh, my, my PSP is broken as hell. Oh, all right. Well, see, there's so many Otome games on PSP that haven't been put on PSN that I still have mine in good Ah,、uh, you know what? This is not, does not look to be on PSN. It isn't in Japan? It、uh, definitely is in English. I am、I'm、getting zero. Ah. Yeah, unless, unless I'm、uh, Bakudan Handan. It comes, up in,、uh, it comes up in a Google search, but.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does not.、Um... Maybe it's one of those ones they removed or something. Ooh, that's just, that, that would be a shame. <laughs> that's, that's a bit of the、uh, ugly side of.、Uh, you know, let's remove. Let's, know, there's a space in the name. And, and nope, nothing. I can't find it on PSN. That's a bar.、Mm. That's unfortunate. But yeah, you said it's on,、uh, it's on the uh, uh, North American PSN, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be.、Um, oh, that's a, yeah. yeah, not at all. But,、uh, yeah, nothing. <laughs> Zip zero zilch on the Japanese. So, okay, I don't feel bad. That looks really, that, that looks really cool. <laughs> it's pretty fun. As I said, I, yeah, it's kind of my go to recommendation these days for people that aren't into I mean, like, I quite like Code Realize, which is another one they vocalize in English, but that's much more romance heavy, I guess. Like, you kind of have to be in it for that aspect. Whereas,、right. Sweet Fuse, I don't think you need to come to it first as, like, oh, yeah, I really want to play a smoochie game, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, thank you very much for stopping by.、Um, where can people who want to know more about you and find you on the internet find you?、Um, well, they can follow me on Twitter, where I am very active at Apricot Sushi.、Um, and my website is chick pixel.com. And I write all about Otome games and merchandise and all kinds of Japanese stuff there. Okay, actually, I'm very glad that you said that because I actually didn't want to say it. I never knew how you pronounced your.、Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if it was Chic Pixel or Chick Pixel. So you pronounce it Chick Pixel. Chick Pixel. Yeah, that's what, just what I went with. <laughs> okay, no, I, I, I didn't want to embarrass myself. But、uh, so C H I C Pixel. Yes, com. yes. Good idea to spell that out, right? Yeah, yeah. No, these will, these will all be in the show notes for the show. I will thank you very much, and、um, I'm definitely going to have to have you back on because this was a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me.